and welcome to another episode of We Are Not Wizards. My name is Richard, and joining me tonight is Stephen S. Gibson. Say hello, Stephen S. Gibson. <laughs> Sorry, I already did say hello. My bad. Oh, yeah, I know, you jumped, you jumped right in. This is all good. Um, this is a repeat offenders edition. And what we do with the repeat offender is sometimes when we get people on, or most of the time when we get people on, we have a good little chat. And then sometimes, I, you know, what happens is we say, well, shall we do it again in a little while? And then things like this episode happen. So um, we had a little conversation, me and Stephen, afterwards. In fact, we talked for a little bit after the show finished and uh, it was a good chat. So he is back yep. from outer space. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> so, um, first thing is to say thank you for coming on again, Stephen. Uh, you're very welcome. I hope you're well. Well enough. Well enough. Okay, we can get. We can obviously we can get into that. Um, <laughs> last time we spoke was it was three. It was three months and three days ago. If you want to be precise, it was wow. Really it doesn't feel that long. It doesn't. I know. <clears throat> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If I've left a lasting impression, or <laughs> no, you, ruined everything. You so you. have. I think about you when I go to sleep and when I wake up, <laughs> especially when I'm pooping. You're uh, definitely on my mind. That's just so. I'm good. To, it's really nice to think I'm a kind of a laxative yeah. <laughs> in your life. Um, I guess we better kind of for everybody. Well, for everybody that's that's wondering what what the hell's going on and this is the first time that you've listened hello you know um thank you for joining us the reason that we do this is because well we don't think there's enough podcasts out there about board games and tabletop and the second reason that we do this is because i wanted to speak to steven again and i kind of run the interview side of we're not wizards so i kind of asked him and he said yes which is why he's back on again and we are here to talk about a little bit of Grim Slingers, because as I say, last time we spoke, it was the the campaign had fourteen days to go. Mm-hmm. You were sitting at sixty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, big money. And you you said at the time, I think we'll go to one hundred ten, one hundred twenty, and you were wrong. I yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you ended up on one fifty, was it? It's, it's pretty one fifty or a little tiny bit after, but yeah. Oh yeah, so that was a so all in all that was a really really um a really really kind of good good result, especially like I mean you must have, you jumped up. Let's face it, you jumped up almost you know well it was ninety thousand dollars in the space of two weeks, which was a which was a pretty de- decent kind of uh, decent kind of jump rate. Obviously, yeah. the game the game's funded. The game is now in production. How have things been for you in the last three months? Well, they have been hectic, and and good. I mean, I obviously it's wonderful to work on your own project, especially one where I'm I'm so in control of kind of everything, every part of it, mm-hmm. and yeah. But it's also challenging because when you want, uh, I don't know, normally I, I guess most productions you can give some of the burden to other people. But for me, it's kind of like if something needs to be written, I'm the one that has to write it. If, some, if I need art somewhere, I'm the one that does it okay. and stuff like that. So anyway, it's been 
been cool, interesting. Have you found yourself working? I take it you know the campaign's finished, and have you found that you've had to continually continue on the same number of hours that you were doing during the campaign, or has it kind of grown <clears throat> more? You know, um, you know how people often procrastinate, like like college kids, they have a big paper due, and the night before they they cram and they do so much, yeah, uh, yeah. to get it done, and. And oftentimes with production, like you start kind of slow and steady and then near the end, it's like, okay, it's crunch time and we underestimated everything. And, uh, you know, you work crazy overtime and everything. So I try to take the mentality that as soon as a project starts, it's crunch time. Yeah. So that near the end, uh, when I'm a little more burnt out, there's not as much to do. So since long before the Kickstarter, I've, been doing crunch time and there was just never a point where it's like okay things can slow down now so (laughs) i've been doing like literally day and night for months and months and months now so i am tired which i've told people before that's nothing new um but you know i'm investing in in my ip and i'm building a future as a designer so i wanted to give it all that i had and I believe that I've done that because you've not because you've had to obviously plan out all the stretch goals that finished off because you at the time I think you you had up to was one hundred and twenty five thousand I think you said you had thoughts about so did you go did you end up I can't remember off the top of my head did you end up going fully stretched or did you still have stuff that you could have put out there if it had been uh, I. It was fully stretched, yeah. Cool. Did everything I I wanted to do, yeah. That I could do within the time. Yeah. Was there anything that you added in kind of extra, extra, that you thought, well, I've kind of added this, but (laughs) maybe you could have lived without having it in kind of thing? Uh, Or was there more that you wanted to do? Oh, you know, I would have loved to have written like a 200-page campaign. (laughs) <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> there's just no space for it, right? Um, yeah. No, I I did add stuff that wasn't hmm. necessary, yeah. like uh, little cards here and there. I, I think I was going to, when I started the campaign, uh, well, I added stuff like side quests and bounties. I talked about this in my last Kickstarter update, but... yeah, yeah. Um, I did, I added stuff that I just really wanted in there that I think ultimately will be fun for people and kind of give more of an impression of where I'm trying to take things, kind of like this big open world situation. Who doesn't want to make an open world game, right? Well, Well, who doesn't want to make their own IP and have people kind of creating worlds? I mean, it's not just about creating stories. I mean, people always use that big, wonderful phrase, kind of world building. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which reminds me, how did you get on with um, Mass Effect Andromeda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, do, <laughs> I do remember you say, I say so what's, what's, what's up next? And you goes, well, I'm going to have some dinner and then I'm going to play some Mass Effect Andromeda. So how did that work out for you? <laughs> well, I was, I was only playing the, the multi- multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, and I stopped. The game is just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how everyone feels. Some people like it, other people are just, meh. Yeah. They need to fix some some issues. 
have you moved on to something else or have you just simply not got the time to kind of contemplate playing anything or do you uh, take breaks do you force yourself to take breaks do I force myself no. As in, do you make sure there's like little bits of Mr. Stephen S. Gibson kind of me time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The timetable. The only problem is it cuts into my sleep time. <laughs> so I often go to the movies. I like going to the movies every yeah. week. Uh, or the only game I actually play right now is Destiny. Really? And that's it. I love Destiny. Are you excited for Destiny 2? I am. I certainly am. Oh, yeah. Are you hyped? I'm hyped. Captain, I, <laughs> I, I must admit, I, I found the trailer really funny, but as soon as you get Nathan Fillion involved in yeah, films, yeah. he's got this certain type of voice to him that is just, he just, he was brilliant as Katie and he's going to be, is it Cade? Katie? I don't know. How you it's Cade it, Six, be, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be funny. So it's quite good, especially against uh, the other guy who <laughs> was all kind of serious and stuff like that. That was kind of, that's kind of quite Yeah, good, it was good. I've actually been listening, while I work, I listen to Destiny lore videos, which sounds oh. extremely lame, but the lore is actually like, I think it was kind of a happy accident, but it, it's such a, maybe half an accident, but it's such a mystery. There's so much mystery that everyone's like, there's these YouTube videos where people speculate over the lore and like try and fill yeah. the gaps and stuff, and it's really, I don't know, quite quite interesting which is what makes me really excited for destiny 2 because there'll be more of an opportunity for that lore to come to light because it's really well well done yeah it's one of these things that kind of grows organically when you're doing world building i think half the stuff you try and plan out and the rest of the stuff kind of ends up falling together like a like a kind of like a happy a happy kind of accident yeah kind of thing which is always kind of good i think destiny can end it up like ended up like that towards the end but people kind of complained about the kind of the the lack of content in some places but you know i still you can't you can't blame destiny for its mechanics because it's i mean it's solid i mean let's face it when the last the latest version of halo came out it didn't come across too well and people still going back to destiny so it's all good in the hood i find it interesting because when a game has a solid gameplay loop, like Destiny, it's go shoot stuff. Mm. Get loot, check the loot out, go shoot stuff. But that loop is so enjoyable that even if you're doing it a million times, for a lot of people, for millions of people, not everyone, that's all they really want. Like the story is always going to be consumed ultra fast. You can never have enough story content. No. Um, but as long as that gameplay, like the core gameplay loop is solid, then people are going to keep playing. Which is interesting because most board games are just the gameplay loop, right? Like they don't have all these campaigns and blah, blah, blah. No. You know, like Love Letter, all it is is it's little gameplay loop. and Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're not trying to build a story into why the princess is there in the first place kind of thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what you're kind of your... Um, but that's what you're kind of your legacy games are coming in. I think they're trying to build in that kind of extended discover the story kind of as you go kind of thing. But Yeah, and those thing, are cool. Those are cool. Yeah. But the thing about video games is, I guess, is because you've got the kind of the YouTube and the Twitch crowd out there, people try to race through the stories as quickly as possible. It's almost like there's a race for people to stream more release a video saying here's the here's the lego batman kind of 
video game yeah. story. Here's all the cutscenes and here's all the parts you kind of need to know. And there's always seems to be like a big rush, and you see it all the time. I mean, your your IGNs and your video gamers uh, at this world are always kind of releasing content of you know the kind of the who can get the story out kind of the quickest because it always kind of generates 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 hits. yeah and like the speedrunners like i ah, beat the game in like 30 <sighs> seconds <That's> it. <laughs> exactly it, it, it's I interesting because like... it takes a lot of skill to do that but it, it, i have a hard time not feeling like that was a waste of time hmm. but i mean i mean like if they're youtubers and they that's how they make their money that's cool but yeah that's fine yeah or they're yeah. just doing it as a hobby obviously your hobbies are Oftentimes, just a waste of time that you enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, people would say that about work as well. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. but um, so where are you? I mean, where are you in terms of production? I mean, for everybody. I mean, obviously, everybody that backed, they'll be getting the regular kind of updates. But you know, one of the things we like to do is when we get someone on like yourself that is effectively at the the business end of putting the project out there. I mean, where are you? Where are you now in terms of having the game in your hands, type thing? Well, I finished all of the art on the weekend. Now I'm just today. I'm color correcting all the files, which is incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. Just make, um, stuff prints out darker than you see on the computer screen. Okay, and so you have to like basically guess at how dark it's going to print out and adjust for that in the file. And it it's an interesting science, but um, or method anyway. So that's what I'm in the process of doing. And then the only thing I have left is to review the rule book that Greenbrier has put together mm-hmm. and finish writing the campaign. I have the final chapter to write. Um right. And then that, then I'm moving on to the next project. So okay. pretty, like pretty much at the tail end of things, like pretty, pretty done. You're doing a lot of stuff yourself. I mean, are you getting support from Greenbrier at the moment to kind of where where are they kind of stepping in and helping out? Well, Walter at Greenbrier helps with playtesting. He's okay. The been doing a lot of the rulebook writing, um, and. He, he lets me bounce design ideas off him, so I okay. know that I'm not crazy. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so that's a big way. They, uh, Zach at Greenbrier, he handles all the file management and actually sending oh. it off to the printer. And then oh. Julie Ahern, uh, does an editing grammar pass on everything. All right, okay. And then obviously, they, they also take care of all the marketing and manufacturing and, and stuff like that, so. Okay. I'm very, I'm like the, the creative guy where I, I'm doing like the playtesting, designing, writing, and art. Yeah. And they take care of the really boring stuff. Okay. <laughs> how do we get this stuff out to people? And how much card do we need to make this kind of put this together? And do they, are they getting it manufactured in, is it getting manufactured in China or is it getting manufactured within kind of Greenbrier itself? Uh, no, it, they have a manufacturer, like, as far as I understand, he's American, but he has it manufactured in China. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, I guess, like, the 
they interface with an American guy who then interfaces with the Chinese manufacturing. Yeah, deal. they seem to have. Um, I've heard a couple of times of people talking about having agents. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. sort stuff out for them. I was. Um, I well, I've been back and forward a bit with um, Aaron from Eldra Games, and they said that their agent didn't let them down, but their manufacturer let their agent down by not telling the truth exactly on the quality of components kind of thing. Yeah. That's a bit of a... That's caused a bit of a a delay in kind of in proceedings. Are you guys, are you still on set for... I mean, are you still on set to deliver on time then? I mean, is the date still looking reasonable and feasible? I believe so, yeah. Cool. I, I don't have any reason to doubt it. Other than, <laughs> other than past experiences that it's always late. <laughs> it's just a rule of the universe. It's just whatever day you say it's going to be delivered, it will not be delivered. And when, I mean, when are you getting the, have you actually had your hands on a copy then? Will you, when will you, oh, sorry, when will you get your hands on an actual copy? Is that going to be another month down the line, a couple of months down the line? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I will probably not see a copy until everyone else sees a copy. Okay. Uh, because, like, right. I live in Canada, Greenbrier is in the States, and yeah. they handle that. So when I get my okay. copies that they owe me, I, it'll be the same time as everyone else getting theirs. All right, okay. I so I'll see like... I'll see pictures, but so will everyone else. So. Oh, okay. So you won't have, like, the first one off production or a little prototype sent to you or anything like that at all? Um, probably not. I, I would like that. That would be cool. Yeah. I'll ask. Well, I, I you should it. ask. I, I didn't get it with the first Grimslingers, so I yeah. wouldn't expect it this time. Oh, that's a shame. It'd be nice to think you have your little book in a box, and this is my little prototype, and this is before it was all kind of officially manufactured, because you see, um, I've seen them quite a few times for a few creators saying, here, I've got the box, it's DHL'd from China, here's the stuff, and here's the kind of the proofs, yeah, and yeah. they're kind of going through it like it's like a... A kind of a kid in a, a kid in a candy store. I do. They did. I mean, this is very much after the fact, but yeah, they gave me the the color proofs of the second printing, like like, like right. the sheets. That was kind of uh-huh. cool. Oh, cool. I have those in a tube that I'll never look at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a terribly what? sentimental guy. Like I don't know. It's I, just like I've done. I've won it. I've done it. I've written it. I've drawn it. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't care if I have the first copy or the millionth copy, just as long yeah. as I have a copy. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what's um what's next? I mean, are you what's your kinda of your next project? I mean you're are you staying are you hanging about with Greenbrier or are you what's the plans for yourself next then? Um well I quit as Greenbrier's Art director actually during the Grimslinger Kickstarter campaign. Okay. I'll be finishing, obviously I'm still working with them on Grimslingers and then yeah. I'm going to be working with, uh, them on Champions of Hara. Yes. That's, uh, that's Walter Barber's game and uh, he's a good friend of mine. I want to make sure that game, I don't know, is as awesome as can be. Because that was the one you were saying that you were going to go in and correct 
help him correct a lot of the stuff and make it look prettier and more beautiful and just generally give it a bit of a spring clean on yeah. the visuals of five. I'm not sure I'll be able to get to do that anymore. It's kind of like a, I don't know, time budget thing. All right, okay. But I, I would like to do that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I am going to do okay. the graphic design. Okay. Uh, and spruce that up from what people had seen. Because Champions of Hara is like uh, almost three years past its original Kickstarter, I think. So That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's quite long. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> got to get up there. Not three years yet, but it's going up on it. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. You can answer this if you want to. I mean, we can keep it and cut it out. But is I mean, was there any specific reasons you decided to kind of move on from Greenbrier, or are you not allowed to talk about it? Um, I wanted to go in a different direction. Right. That is the that was probably the right way to say it. Okay. So, um. Yeah, I'm grateful for Greenbrier, and now they've helped me make Grimslingers, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope they do well in the future. Mm-hmm. But I've gone back to freelancing for different people, mm-hmm. and uh, just working on other of my own projects. Okay. Is there going to be more Grimslingers then? I mean, are you looking at kind of more expansions, or is you, are you putting kind of Grimslingers to bed now for the while? Uh no, like, there will be more Grim Slingers. Uh, so, so there's no reason not to, like, buy the, the Northern Territory. Um, no, 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 no. And think that, I don't want people to think the story where it leaves off is not going to continue or whatever. Um, there will be more Henrietta, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, there'll be more <laughs> Grim Slingers in the future, for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And you said, obviously, Champions of Hara, you're going to be helping with that. Is what's is there any other... What's next on the horizon for yourself after that? Are you looking at something completely different now? Um, well, I'm still working with board games. Yeah, I mean, w- one of the reasons I went back to freelance is it just, uh, just pays better. I mean, it's typical of freelance. Uh, yeah. And I'm always, thankfully, I've always been flooded with requests for people on their games which mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for. So there's a couple of games that I've, or at least one, on um, that's coming up during kind of during the same time as Hara. Mm-hmm. But it's not a definite thing. But it has to do with a movie. It's a movie IP board game. Really? Which is cool. A pretty big movie one. So hopefully that works out. And I'm also... Can, sorry. Can you whisper to me what, what it is? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I'm not. A, I'm not under an NDA, so I don't know. Yeah, no, but you never know because you don't want somebody kind of catching on and saying, "Right, here's a new board game, kind of IP." I could just go down a list of is it 1980s movie? I don't know when it was. It has to do with a robot. Robot short circuit. No. <laughs> I, no I'll. You know what? I'll tap my nose if you get it. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> you give me a nod and a wink. I'm yeah. not going to continue to guess, because, like, you know, robots, that could be anything. It could be Daryl, the movie, the board game. Yeah. Um, well, no, I'll just say it has to do with robots like... and the future, and we'll leave it at that. 
we'll just leave it in the future. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You can, you it's know. Pretty big hint, gonna, that's the last thing I want is like getting an angry Skype message from you in two weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> some, you know, some guy could have just checked in on what I was saying. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a lovely little email telling me I'm never work in the industry again so thanks for that richard <laughs> no no i mean <laughs> you, i don't know why anyone would be upset it's like free advertising right i know but you know what you know what people are like they're very very protective of their ip and how they do their ip and you know yeah. kind of stuff like that um we have spoken a couple of times obviously you I don't want to press you on kind of stuff that you can't really talk about and then end up potentially getting kind of in trouble about but um, I like getting in trouble. Go- it's okay. If you ever read my Kickstarter updates, <laughs> I'm pretty open. <laughs> um, in terms of the yeah, as I say, going forward, you when you mentioned last time we were talking about the um, the game, the video game that you kind of got started on, and then one of your interests is trying to marry kind of video games and board games kind of together and almost the case of using creating kind of the ability to use kind of video game technology to enhance yeah. kind of board game kind of experiences um so that actually is my next personal project okay while the northern territory is kind of um having its time in the sign in retail yeah so um I'm going to let Northern Territory, you know, have its day. And while that's selling, hopefully well, people are playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm working on this other IP. And okay. it is a mix between a board game and an app. Okay. Uh, and yeah, no, I've been working on it. I have a partner on it. And we're actually using visual scripting or visual programming. I guess it's the same thing. Um, okay. Unity, and we're using. No one's going to understand what this means. We're using org framework and dialogue system, so that we don't actually have to write a line of code, but we're able to create this uh, choose your own adventure RPG kind of thing. And uh, everything I think I was hoping to accomplish, I think I'll be able to. Okay. Um, and my plan right now is. Depends on if any of the publishers I show it to get really excited, but the plan right now is to launch it myself, mm-hmm. like a very small one, like sell 250 copies or 500, and yeah. um, just kind of test the waters to see how, I don't know, see how well it does, and then go there. But it, it should be pretty sweet. It's a kind of a loot collecting game along with choose your own adventure, very open worldy. Ooh. Like Grim Slingers okay. is, I'm only interested in making an adventure game, so it yeah. It has a really cool narrative-driven combat system where it takes into account who you are, what you have, uh-huh. and what you're made of, <laughs> and your intelligence and all that stuff, as well as the creatures. So, for instance, say if you were to throw a grenade at a creature, uh-huh. if the creature's intelligent, it will react in a... Um, it, the program will choose between several options based on its intellect. So if it's dumb, it, it might just like look at it. But if it's intelligent, it might try and kick it or it'll pick it up and throw it back or it'll run away or something. So, and it's, the combat's also written narratively. 
So it won't just say, like, do three damage. It's like, you dash to the side and then pull out your gun and aim for their head and then the creature dodges. Like, it'll be, it'll have this narrative flow. Because one thing I like is when, like, the adventure and the combat are, like, they're not two disjointed things. So that's no. why the combat's narrative. So it's just like this flowing narrative yeah. that, like, you could tell your friends after you played a session, be like, this is what happened to us. And like, oh, we came across this giant creature and, it, you know, <laughs> it did this and that. And like, you'll be able to tell these stories. Um, and the game is telling a story. And so yeah. another thing is that. Sorry, I'm excited about this. <laughs> Another thing. I don't know. I want to. I mean, this is why I want to get on to this because you know you can tell. Yeah. This yeah. is a, you know this is a guy that's been doing days and nights for the last three months now, and this you parking up, which is always good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So another thing that the combat takes into effect is, I call it the trait system to make it sound fancy, but essentially everything is composed of traits. So if you have a mm. sword, it's made of metal. It's sharp. Um, and that matters. So if you try and hit a tree with your sword, it's not going to do much. But if you try and hit it with an axe, it, it'll do more. Or, you know, if you're trying to hit it with a hammer or something. Okay. And so all of these things matter. And the game, I, you know, I've been playing Dark Souls, so I like the idea of the game not holding your hand. I was just about to say that, because in Dark Souls <laughs> you get your decks build and you get to, you know, what, what game you've been playing is it? Uh, just number one. Well, were you not starting out number one? Yeah, I, I just got it on PC, so. <laughs> but it's still so good, even today. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I like that players are, it's not gonna hold your hand, like, it'll be like, here's this thing, and here, no. here's what you have. Do you wanna hit it with your fork, or do you wanna <laughs> throw something at it? And you'll, you'll have to learn, like, okay, I can't attack the, tree creature with my shield it's useless yeah or you know i know this creature is too smart to use a grenade against it mm-hmm. and it'll be like that fun of figuring out like how to approach these things and like actually gaining some kind of expertise like an actual experience that's not like a statistic yeah i think is really interesting and so no. we're going that yeah, way you're right no, you're right, because one thing about D&D is there's... And I do play Dungeons & Dragons now on, an, on a regular basis when we can. Yeah. Is that you will have this massive amount of atmosphere built up and the DM will go as far as putting voices and everything like that. Yeah. And it will be a case of, okay, he's about... He says something and you're not sure what he says. And then it's like, okay, um, roll for perception. And then it kind of is based on a dice roll as opposed to the fact that you've now spent... 20 hours exploring this place and you know all the characters and stuff like that you can still kind of like fail the fact you're looking at him saying I know you're lying I know you're telling us an absolute pork pie of a lie (laughs) and yet and yet because I rolled a dice and tells me I rolled a three you're going to get away with that kind of lie so that kind of so you try to take it a little bit kind of further and using the traits so that as somebody gains experience they will actually say well yeah you are just talking out your hat <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Okay. So it should be should be really interesting. Um and my own playtests at the moment have been really, really cool. And like every fight, even if you fight, you know, the tree monster, 
a bunch of times because uh, because it's an app base. There can yeah. be so many different behaviors for that creature. Yeah, you know, and in Grimslingers, I'm limited to the cards, right? So each creature has like three of its own special yeah. attacks, which is fine. But you know, with the app, I'll be able to like update the game on the go. So like over time, I'll be able to add more and more behaviors to the creatures, and like it'll be like next time you sit down to play, there'll be a, like you know maybe a little update where. Now there's a new creature in the game, which you just couldn't get with a regular board game, right? Like, I, I, I love the idea of being able to patch a board game, especially just because otherwise to patch a board game takes months and months and months and you have to run another Kickstarter to afford it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, um, or you have to produce an errata, and you need to make sure that people can read the errata. And there's always people that yeah. don't like the fact that you've not done the rules correctly in the first place, and that the board. And if if you try and do a second version of the game where you improve it, there's always going to be somebody that says, "Well, I gave you money, so why wasn't what I got perfect?" Yeah, in the same yeah, time. that's always frustrating. Or give me this free. I want everything. I want kind of everything free. But we we spoke about this um, kind of off the pod a couple of weeks ago about the ability to be able to make changes to rules in games kind of easily. And it's going to be a hell of a lot easier if you do it through an app as opposed to just telling people to, here's a PDF, this is the change to the kind of the the rules kind of thing, which is uh, exciting. And it's... Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You spoke about Destiny because Destiny, if there's, de- if there's a game out there that's kind of been patched to change how <laughs> it plays, yeah. And you know what? Like basically every video game now is like that. And yeah. there's a problem where because developers can do this, they release a crappy game to get the money yeah. um, to continue production. Which I don't, I don't know. How, like players don't like it, but like. From the developer side of things, it's like, I can't keep making the game unless I make some money, but it's not ready, so I either yeah. throw away three years of my life, or I release a kind of buggy game, like Early Access. <laughs> and you do the and, facial animations later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mass Effect, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think that people, or developers, board gamers anyway eventually having access to having like an app with their game to release these rule books. Cause I think one thing people like about board games is there's so much onus on getting it right when you ship it because it's really hard to fix it afterwards, which is why board games are probably more solid uh, or more consistently without issues than video games. But um, you know, I don't know. So how's it going to play? Are you going to have an actual physical... You're going to have a physical board with kind of miniatures or standees that you use and then you'll refer to the app at key points or will the app kind of be silently playing in the background or or am I in danger of getting you to kind of spill your guts? And oh, <laughs> I like spilling my guts. Points. It's cool. I'm, yeah. I just want to talk about it. Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. I'm a fan of like minimalism. I don't like games where it takes like forever to set up. So the game yeah. is fairly light component wise. There are dice. Um, if you know anything about Grimslinger's Northern Territory, the, the areas you explore are procedurally generated with 
uh, a card deck. And that's going to be the same thing in this game. Um, so it'll, the app will be like, hey, set up this area like this. And you'll do that. And that's the area you explore. And depending on what you, what card you flip over, it'll be, you'll go to the app and say, oh, this card says special event in this area. So you would click special event in this area and then it'll choose an event for you to resolve. Um, you will have like cards that represent your players and the creatures, but the, the creature art, I haven't fully decided, but it probably, uh, it might be on the cards. Otherwise, the cards will be kind of generic, like creature one, two, three. And then mm-hmm. the app, you'll be like, all right, I'm attacking creature one. Okay. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so there's just a couple cards on the table. It's mostly the map that you're moving your piece around. And I want it to okay. be something that travels really well, because because part of the idea is that you'll be able to take your character, which is saved on your phone, and then go play with any group. Um, Alright, okay. So, you could be playing solo at home, and then there's a game night, and people are playing um, this game, and you want to uh-huh. bring your character along. So you just bring your character, you're uh-huh. good to go. Or, or you know, it's just really like yeah. travel, travel friendly, I guess. Won't be a huge box. Yeah, it's got to be transferable as well, like a transferable... It's like, um, it's almost like having an online multiplayer. Yeah, it's, it's very much... Me trying to make an actual board game MMORPG kind of thing. And it's interesting because, because it's a board game, it's like social in the way that you, you want to be social, like the, those more mm-hmm. intimate mm-hmm. social interactions. Whereas most MMOs, like they're mm-hmm. social in that you see other people, but rarely do you interact with them. But in, in this one, like, I don't know. I just think it'll create a very interesting and enjoyable experience. Well, I think that's one of the things that people are always crying out in multiplayer on video games is that, yes, I can go and do a raid with five other players, but I can't sit down with five other players and kind of play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the only game I've done that recently with is like, ugh, this. I play Mario Kart now on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But the reason I play Mario Kart on the Wii U is because I can sit down with, you know, my wife and my, you know, my kids, and we can we can sit on a four-player split screen, and, and we can play everything in the same room. The thing about Destiny is because of the type of game it is, um, you don't get that kind of in the room kind of split screen side of things. So yeah, that you're kind of missing out on the sitting next to somebody and kind of working through something together. I know you get this thing in D and D, which is good. Yeah, but the transferable okay. character, the fact that you could actually have a I guess a consistent character all the way through because even your roll 20 you create a character for your campaign but you're stuck in your campaign you can't I don't I mean obviously I I, I don't know enough about roll 20 but I know that I don't know if you can take the character that you have and then transfer them automatically into another game without kind of copying all the details down to have something that's consistent would be cool yeah it's it's interesting because a board I think the board game and the digital side of things have really good strengths. And when you put them mm. together, it does some really cool things. So like, like with Destiny, I, I can't take my Xbox character and go play with my friend who has a PS4, right? No. Um, no. but because the, the, the character is just on your app and you have this like kind of analog situation, 
your character's not bound to a particular campaign or whatever. Like, if you just want to take your character <laughs> and yeah. go play with a friend and play through yeah. his campaign and everything, like, you'll be able to bounce around as you want. Now, it does require the campaigns and whatnot to be written in a certain way. But, yeah. uh, I don't know, I think... I think I could be onto something pretty cool. Well, you've already got. I mean, if you do, and you've been playing Dark Souls, as you said. So, if you've been, have you managed to do any summoning of people or get summoned into people's games? Yeah, know? I was playing with a friend for a good portion of it, which yeah. uh, it's frustrating. So, they made it so annoying to play with a friend. Like <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, yeah, we finally got together, and then somebody <laughs> else joins and kills you both. You're like, ah, oh, now I'm out of whatever it is the the husks or the the large souls or something. My humanity's yeah. gone. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but it, but at the same time, it kind of it does a really good job of when you do have somebody summoned into your game, it kind of ups the difficulty of the boss, but doesn't necessarily up the difficulty of the minions that you face. Yeah. So ultimately, you have a fantastic kind of uh, kind of challenge. They had that. You know, it's really weird that the um, I don't know. Did you see the the board game? Yeah, I heard it was pretty good, like very rem- reminiscent on the video game. It's yeah, I mean it's um it's very loop the loop. It is a case of it plays like the board game. It's like usually when you do a dungeon crawler it's like you've got to you start off in the entrance and you've got to face against, you know, Thorax the smelly over yeah. here and if you beat him then you're fine. But the way the game seems to play is that the boss is just like Dark Souls. The boss could be like, say, a hundred yard dash to the door and you can get through there quite quickly if you want to, if you're playing a campaign. But you have to replay the levels again and again and again in order to gain enough souls, in order to get experience, in order to get equipment. So that kind of like works out quite well. But, mm-hmm. um, it's it's an interesting game to experience. It's very, very marmite Some people like it and some people I know who are big on their board games really don't like it kind of like a kind of like at all with this then is this the kind of the arena you're going to be kind of staying in are you still going to be doing the kind of like the the free the, the freelance art i take it that's going to be your your bread and butter are you going to go back to cardboard again or does it depend on the project um like grim slingeries will probably stay fully cardboard mm. most likely um, although, you know, I just generally get frustrated with the limitations of like, you know, if I want to do a hundred page campaign, like that, that's just, it's really hard because it's very expensive, like component wise. Um, mm-hmm. but in the digital space, it's no cost Yeah. O- other than obviously my time to write it, but yeah, uh, but Grim Stones will probably stay cardboard and, um. You know, I'm still working on other people's projects, but it's certainly my idea to just work on my own stuff full time and like still make good money, you know? Yeah. 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 So you've got that coming up. Have you got like a birthday for that game then? Is that still very, very much in the drawing board or are you close to kind of putting something out there that people will be able to see? Well, I was hoping to release not the I call it the hybrid, which is the board game app. I was hoping to release mm-hmm. just... Th- this is my plan. <laughs> okay. So, there go. there's going to be an app. The game is called, oh. at the moment, Vera, um, which is the world it takes place in. 
And we're going to release an app called Vera the White Stone, which is just an app. It's a choose your own adventure app. Um, okay. It, it is meant to show that we can do the digital side of what we eventually want to do with the hybrid. So we'll run a Kickstarter and be like, Hey, look, here's this choose your own adventure. Um, yeah. And it has all these cool elements like narrative combat and, and junk like that. And then. Yeah. Um, once I go to do the hybrid, I want to run the Kickstarter and be like, Hey, look, I did bear the white stone. I can, sh- I can show the people that I know how to do the digital side and take care of that. And then with Grimslingers and everything I've made there, I can clearly show yeah. that I know how to do the board game side as well. And now I'm going to, this, this is the putting them both together. Um, and so that people can be confident that I can deliver and also that a lot of people can be confident and, uh, buy into it, you know? So the more people playing it is obviously going to make the game life much longer. Like I, I want to be able to deliver DLC yeah, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so is it going to be a, I mean, is it going to be a kind of a box game kind of purchase? Is it going to be like a one-off? Are you thinking about doing a free to play version kind of thing? Are you, are you still my current plan is that there's kind of like a free-to-play version. Well, the Apple, it's either like for the hybrid. My plan huh. is for the Kickstarter, it's like you can buy the app plus the print-and-play because there's not a whole yeah. lot of components. No. Um, or you can buy the physical game and you'll get the app for mm. free. Okay, yeah, okay. So it, the... I don't know, the barrier to entry will be small. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And do you, I mean, have you got ideas to kind of expand it into kind of different kind of genres away from, you know, into different things like space, you know, fan, high fantasy, you know? Well, I'm hoping to develop, you know how like D&D has like the D4 system, whatever, and there's all these games like kind of based off of D&D. Like there's so many, yeah. so many games based off of Magic or whatever, but, yeah, yeah. but even with D&D, I feel like there are games that like literally use D&D's rules. Yeah. And put a new coat of paint on it. I'd, I'd like for this app board game thing to be kind of like, I don't know if there's the right way to say it, but like, you know, how there are game engines like Unreal Engine and Unity and stuff like that. Kind of like an engine. That I can build other games on. Uh, it'll basically be the same game, but it'll be a different world. Yeah. <clears throat> like there's different, different story and stuff like that. So yeah, the one that we're working on, Vera, is, uh, it's not, it'll probably look kind of like a fantasy, but it's okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, like if you know Grim Singers, you know I'm into like I You're want. Talking to be like a politician here. It's gonna be like this. It's gonna definitely be orange, but it will also be green. Yeah, it will. It might be yellow, but it might also be so, black. So, from face value, it probably look like a fantasy, but it's yeah. There aren't like elves and orcs and stuff. Well, as we say, if anybody comes to you with an elf, you're just going to send them away anyway. Yeah. Are you going to go and do a complete kind of um, 360 revolution and go back to the original kind of um, 
was it the high noon that you did originally the kind of the are you gonna high moon story? yeah the yeah that no i do still <laughs> want to make a grim slingers <laughs> app i still think the game works yeah. would work really well but it's yeah. like really expensive to do that <laughs> yeah so if somebody came to me like hey We'll give you a royalty <laughs> if you let us make the Grimslingers app. I'll be like, yeah, man. Okay. I'm cool yeah. with that, bro. Yeah, just give me, you know, just whatever. Put Yeah, that, that'll do. And some zeros. Yeah. Can you do an extra zero? <laughs> Can you put a five on the end of that? And then a four? And then another zero? <laughs> It'll be like some kind of uh, version of uh, Maths and Countdown or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, But... I mean, you've got, as I say, Grim Slingers. That's we're getting there with that. That'll be coming out. You're going to be working with, uh, as you say, Walter on on Champions of Mara. Um, Avara, <laughs> sorry, Avara. I can Hara. Is, is it Hara or Vara? It's Hara. But the game I'm working on is called Vera. <laughs> wow. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, uh, just. You'll be okay. Oh my God. You'll, be, you'll get there. I, I, you you'll know, get there. it's just all going to be an absolute, just an absolute mess. I'll be my there for you. My brain's going to be, you know, this is going to be a nightmare to edit because I obviously <laughs> want to edit myself to make myself look, look stupid and everybody will know you are <laughs> yeah. utterly and kind of absolutely kind of stupid. Are you going, are you planning on kind of like stopping for a couple of weeks in the near future then? Is there going to be a point where you're just going to sit down and just sit down in front of the TV and go, you know, today I am doing nothing or hmm. are you... You know, I really want to do that. I really, really do. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I didn't really get a lot of money for doing Grimslingers. Enough to just keep going and, hmm. but not enough to take a break. Right, okay. So, I, part of freelance is like to build a lifestyle where I can take breaks from working crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. my goal ultimately is that when I die, <laughs> I will be Don't able to. Don't do this because yes. you said this last time. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I'm being too morbid. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you did say this last time. I said, well, first of all, it's like, well, what are you doing next? You mean, I'm going to get some dinner and play Mass Effect Andromeda. And I says, no, after that. He says, well, I'm probably going to die. <laughs> it's like you're having the same conversation again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what were you going to say? You hopefully that when you die, you have dot, dot, dot. <laughs> some rest. <laughs> no. Um, some, my real plan is that next year I can make enough money to go take my kids to Disneyland or World or whatever it's called. Oh, cool. And that would be like the first vacation I've taken in my life. Really? Yeah. So I'm excited if I can make enough money. Are you going? Are you going there for you? Or are you going there for the kids? Because I've I've looked at it as well, and it's really expensive to go. Yeah, and I'm I like, think it's probably gonna cost uh, six thousand dollars or something like that. Um, that's a lot of freelance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm hoping to do a couple bank jobs. Um, <laughs> I just mean like graphic design for banks. Don't don't get any crazy ideas. Wink, wink. <laughs> just kind of run in, throw crayons all over the place, and then run yeah. out again. <laughs> um, 
collect yourself a couple of thousand from that. That's that's kind of fine. Um, <laughs> I think it is for me as much as it is for the kids. Like, I, I'd like to go to Star Wars Land if it's open. That seems cool. Yeah, you see, this is what I'm thinking as well. Because folk was like Disney, and I'm like going, ah, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And then somebody went, nah, man, Star Wars Land. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be when so cool. When do we start cool. the Patreon for the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, no, I'd like to make it clear if the Patreon's up and running that we're not going to be spending any money at all on the podcast. It's going so I can go to Star Wars Land <laughs> well, when it opens. It's a noble cause, my friend. Oh, it has to be. You know, you have to be. Um, yeah. A quick aside, did you hear why they fired the directors for um, for the Han Solo movie? Uh, no, I didn't. <clears throat> Apparently it was like they had um, the characters acting like... Um, Jim, Jim Carrey out of Ace Ventura. Seriously? Interesting. There was, yeah, which was kind of like, you know... That seems like an I, exaggeration. He, it probably Ace, is. It's Ace Ventura is really out there. Yes, I don't know. You can imagine maybe Han Solo kind of calmed down. Maybe Chewie was the one that calmed him down. Yeah, yeah you know what? But though I think, like, obviously it had to have been bad because it probably cost a lot of money to make the change. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, for you to fire a director, I'm assuming that they would, to make it easy and to not enter into litigation, they would have just given them some money and told them to go. Yeah. So, and then to get Ron Howard on, I mean, Ron's not going to work for free. Yeah, what has Ron Howard done? He's done lots of, he's done like A Beautiful Mind and, oh, yeah. you know, he's done a whole pile of like Oscar winning, you say that, it's like, what is Ron Howard? And you like... And then people like reel off all these films that he's done. And you're like, all oh, right, but I think the big joke at the moment is the kind of the, the kind of the um, the voiceovers that he does. Every Ron Howard film is kind of like, um, you know, somebody says something, and then in the background somebody says, actually, it wasn't <laughs> thing before they, <laughs> yeah. before they kind of move on. So it's kind of exciting. But then we've got kind of like, um, yeah. So that's just very very. Very, very, very strange. So Disney, Disney World, potentially, if you don't get caught for these bank jobs, yeah. well, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. But it sounds like, it sounds like you know, you'll be relaxed, you'll be due a good break, and then you can get back into kind of like the next thing. Um, if people want to keep an eye on you and what you are and been up to and what you're doing. Where can they find you on the internet? And we've asked this before, and you know, if people go back to the episode on the 23rd of March, they'll find all these things because they will be in the show notes. But remind everybody where they can find you, Stephen. Well, I live in London, Ontario. If you want to look in my window. <laughs> don't tell them where you live. <laughs> I don't think I have any enemies like that yet. No. <laughs> but it would be interesting to find out. Um, I know. No, I don't know. I don't... I have a Twitter. Yes. And it's like Isaac Black Games. It is. And there's there's the Grimslinger Facebook, just facebook.com slash Grimslingers. There's also yes. just me on Facebook. You can yes. add me and I will post random dumb thoughts about things or intelligent thoughts about things. Like well, Facebook video ads. That's so annoying. Who decided that? I have no idea. Have you experienced them? I get them a lot. 
I get it's like you're watching something and it's just like, here's a video ad, and you're like, well, not watching it anymore. No, yeah, it's like you're halfway through it now. It's like, here's the next trailer for The Last Jedi, and then, oh, just intermission. Yeah. You suffer from a bad back. (laughs) It ruins everything. So it's like, what are you doing? I was saying the other day, I was speaking to, um, I was speaking to one of the former guests on the show about, um, FBA fulfillment by Amazon because they ship look at shipping their stuff out of America, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation through Facebook through the call app thing. Oh yeah! And the next day, there's adverts in my Facebook feed for using fulfillment by Amazon, and I'm like, "Come on, are you listening to my phone calls, Facebook?" <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like uh, they they are yeah. very on target with their ads. Yeah, they're a bit... It's like when you try and find something. You go and look at something on Amazon and then it follows you from website to website. <laughs> you know, I always get this one Facebook ad that is uh, the Hollow Earth Theory DVDs. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you, you know me so well, Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Come and join the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that crazy yet. <laughs> I've seen that somebody posted up just as a quick aside. Somebody posted up the first um, the face. There's a there's Facebook groups for the Flat Earth Society. Yeah, <laughs> and the first post was like uniting Flat Earth believers around the globe. It's <laughs> true. Somebody's it's got true. a screenshot. Uh, somebody's got a screenshot of that. And actually, somebody posted on Twitter because Twitter's changed its UI, so the photographs are now in a circle. And they're like, this is now perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and they put a picture of what the flat earth looks like. And of course, it now just looks like a globe. <laughs> it's supposed to look like the flat earth that it was before. Yeah. Um, yeah, but enough of that nonsense. Um, obviously, as we say as normal, if you want to keep an eye on what we're doing, then you can search for us on the local usual channels. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. We're on Stitcher, we're on Acast, we're on Podknife, we're on Apple Podcasts, and if you search for We Are Not Wizards, you will find us all there. If you like what you've heard tonight, um, thank you very much. <laughs> if you liked, <laughs> you know, if you'd like to pay us in kind, then go to iTunes and leave us a review. Remember that not to give us ten stars because that makes us big-headed, and not to leave us none or one because that will make us cry. Leave five, because that's the middle, and it's average. And we are, we're a bit average. <laughs> that's, why do you say that? <laughs> Leave them ten stars, people. Leave them ten stars. But you can't get, that's the whole point. You don't get ten stars on iTunes. Oh. You only get five. I don't use iTunes. I'm cooler than that. All oh, right, okay. Well, what do you use? <laughs> I, don't, I don't use anything. <laughs> Oh, it's I, nice to know. It's nice to know you listen, Stephen. Yes, <laughs> you have it on the interwebs too. Yeah, I know. It's, you can just stream it. You know, it's fine. It's all good. Um, listen, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. I know that you are very, very busy. I know that you have been, um, basically working very, very hard for the last kind of three months since we spoke. So I appreciate you telling us about where the campaign is and telling us about what's happening in the future. My um, so pleasure. It's always good fun. We shall get you back on once this, um, once uh, Thera, you uh, <laughs> remembered it this time. The, the Vera, yeah. Vera, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's online. Yeah. Yeah, I would well, love you know, to could, be, yeah. be back on. Yeah. New show. 
you know, that would be cool. Thanks. <laughs> anytime, friend. No, you know, anytime. I just keep asking and keep... I'll stop sending the five emails a day just with, please come back on, please <laughs> yeah. come back on. I can put them down to three again. I can take you off that intense... Uh, but no, again, seriously, thank you for coming on. Um, it's always good to, to, to have a chat. Um, and I guess there's only a couple of things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought you would say that. (laughs) I'm too predictable. I I know. You had to. Well, the first time you say no and the second time you said yes, so it's acceptable. It's an average of a maybe, (laughs) which I'm more than happy to kind of accept. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it is a goodbye from the fantastically talented Mr. Stephen S. Gibson. Remember to keep an eye out on his Twitter. Keep an eye out on what's coming up after Grimslingers because even though I can't talk about it properly and pronounce what it's actually (laughs) called, keep an eye out on there. And as soon as we have more information, we shall put it. And we'll put some stuff in the show notes just to remind you where you can find this fine fella on the internet webs. Thank you. So, say goodbye. Mr. Stephen S. Gibson. Au revoir. <laughs> just can't say, you know, just, you know. I know, I know. I need to grow up. Goodbye, people. I love you. <laughs> I'll miss That's you sweet. all. For now, we'll get you back on three months anyway. It won't, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Um, keep an eye out for the future when you'll be taking your character from your own game into somebody else's all through the thanks to a little app made by Stephen here. Hey Until yo. the next time. Till the next time. Goodbye. Bye.